नमस्ते जय शिवाय टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट टॉपिक एंड दोज हु डू नॉट अंडरस्टैंड दिस विल ऑलवेज हैव अ प्रॉब्लम इन ट्राइंग टू फाइंड आउट वेदर देयर विजडम इज करेक्ट और नॉट सो अंडरस्टैंडिंग दिस टॉपिक अंडरस्टैंडिंग द साइंस ऑफ नोइंग और द साइंस ऑफ नॉलेज यू कैन से इज रियली इंपॉर्टेंट इन लाइफ देर इज नो वे अराउंड इट राइट द बेसिक क्वेश्चन दैट कम्स अप वेन यू आर वॉकिंग यूर स्पिरिचुअल जर्नी और वेन यू आर लिविंग लाइफ एंड दैट बेसिक क्वेश्चन इज हाउ डू यू नो एनीथिंग राइट और एवरीथिंग what is the process of knowing what is the methodology of knowing <clears throat> a lot of people comes up with no i already know uh, that there is no no god or that there is a you know no ghosts or spirit the question comes up as how do you know what is the process of knowing or process of uh, uh, knowledge or attaining wisdom or you know having knowledge for it for anything so there are three ways three ways to know something first one is through direct experience okay we will detail we will talk in detail about each one of them second one is inference now here i am saying inference inference does not mean guesstimate or just guessing something right it's called as inference in hindi we call it anuman but it's not the same as you know just wild guessing anything no i'll explain that one in detail as well and the last and the third one is through somebody else okay and that somebody else for knowing from somebody else the important thing that you have to understand is that that person should be an authoritative figure or in other words you have to have established some sort of a credibility before you realize okay i'm going to listen to this person okay and listen to this person or read from this person so that that is the third way now let's talk about the first way direct experience now one important thing to understand is how do you experience anything how do you perceive the basic life the material things around you you perceive them through your five senses right you do not perceive them in any other way for example if there is a tree in front of you you are perceiving it and you are very sure that you saw a tree you are very sure that you know you looked at it and it looked green and whatever so through your eyes through your five senses you are understanding that okay i i saw it with my own eyes so yes this is a tree that i am looking at or that there there is a there is a tree at, at at such and such corner or in such a such such and such forest or some place you are very sure about it because you have seen it through your eyes now another thing is uh looking hearing something from your own ears now there may be a sound right in the you are you are alone in the forest and you heard a sound it may sound like a growl from an animal or somebody 
and you know or may some something chirping or walking here and there you heard it from your ears so you are sure that yes there is something okay that some something or in some way that sound has been produced so you are very sure because you heard it same thing through your other three senses as well if you smelled something that i just smelled some nice jasmine flower then you know that the, that smell is coming from somewhere and there must be some jasmine flowers or some other flowers those which are making that kind of an smell some fragrances there in the air same thing is with your taste if you have tasted that this is chocolate <laughs> you are very sure that it is chocolate for you and then uh, so we smell smelling ah touching last one last sense is touching so if you have touched something you know how it feels like right if you if you are touching a very rough surface there is no doubt that you touched a, uh, that it was smooth and silky because you did touch a rough surface that is how it felt to you so your five senses now where where could be an error in this let's understand that and here we are only talking about basic perception of the material world all that can be perceived through your five senses right where where could be an error there somebody's eyes may be weak that is one thing somebody's senses may be not as strong like power of hearing power of seeing tasting smelling somebody may be using a lot of alcohol or tobacco or some other things that makes your taste bud die and then you don't taste that many taste that quickly so you may have weaker senses so one one thing is that another thing is that even though there are things in the uh, material world which can be perceived from the five senses using your five senses yet they are not in the limits or in the reach of your five senses for example pluto pluto is a planet right but can you see it no you cannot it's the farthest planet in our galaxy it's so far away and your your eyes have no way to reach pluto you you cannot see it exactly in the same way if the sound is coming from very far away or it's very feeble and weak you cannot hear it your ears have a range of hearing you have a range of seeing you have that range of uh hearing you have a range of smelling as well you have a range of uh tasting something and you do have a range of your touch as well however far your body can reach that is your limit of touch it's the most limited sense the touch only air is something which which when we feel in on our skin we can say okay that's something that is surrounding us but still all your five senses are limited so even though things exist in the physical uh physical a world material world yet you cannot perceive them directly for another another thing is you can look at your hands your legs your feet your other body parts you can never look at your fa- your own face you cannot that does not mean your face does not exist so existence of something or non existence existence of something for you is limited by 
how much can you see what all can you see what's your range of seeing whether it fits into that what is your range of smelling what is your range of hearing power of hearing it limits into that so even though there are things that doesn't mean pluto does not exist that does not mean saturn does not exist that does not mean jupiter does not exist that doesn't mean any country or any person or any place or anything does not exist just because it is out of the bounds of your own five senses okay here we talked about something or everything that has that is that has a 3d three dimensional which is three dimensional in nature we looked at those things and they are so error of perception can happen right if pluto you can't see pluto you cannot say i know i know there is no such thing as pluto <laughs> no planet has pluto <laughs> you cannot say that right just because it is out of the bounds of your boundary of your own limited perception limited senses that you have got now let's talk about something that cannot be measured in the 3d world and one simple very simple basic thing is feelings <clears throat> right how do you know there is love or that so and so person loves you how do you know do you know it because you see them and they show you through different gestures that they love you or because they have said something which upon hearing you realize they are saying that because they love you or because you have touched them that way or they have touched you that way to for you to understand that they love you okay or that you know taste taste i don't know how how to connect taste with the love but you can in all the wild ways so that is another thing right and smelling just because every time they come to you and they are wearing a nice perfume that you gifted them and they just love it or maybe that that, that could be another way you can connect in some way the sense of a smell as well uh, to the love but is is still if no sign from your five senses is perceived about love will you still know that so and so person loves you or that love exists how will you know so that is why we have our sixth sense right sixth sense is nothing but your own mind all right which can come up with so many calculations permutation combinations scenarios which it can run through and through the sixth sense you will realize that yes this person loves me that's the reason that's the reason why because that's i am coming to this conclusion that this person loves me because their actions tell me so all their actions throughout the life have been telling me that this person loves me very much so that is another way of going through it and then completely sixth sense is just realizing just knowing that yes they love you just getting into the feeling into the heart into the shoes of the other person and intuitively knowing that this person loves me without them proving that to you through any actions speech or through in any way perceivable by your five senses still you just know it based off of your intuition that yes this person loves me you just know it in your heart 
and you are it's very hard to describe how do you know how do you know this person loves you you just intuitively know it so that is another way of knowing knowing correct and at times those who have a very strong intuitions they are very sure about all their intuitions whether they are about love or whether they are about anything else right and exactly the same thing goes for anger anger is not visible it cannot be measured or done anything yeah you can people can take actions based off of the that anger and then you can try to see how deep their anger is or they can show you their hatred in so many ways and then you can realize okay this is how much their anger has reached the level of hatred for me so that is another way of understanding things or if somebody doesn't talk to you and earlier they were talking to you so through there are some actions so only thing that is changing if there is some variable or something that is changing then only you can measure something or do some calculation from your mind somebody is talking they are not talking to you anymore and you realize okay they must be angry or something might have happened right so that is another way of perceiving what is next level so we talked about feelings which are not visible which are not uh, three dimensional instead they are fourth dimension right they are fourth dimension that means they 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 go through the time as well you are measuring a time as well how long we do ask that question how long you have been in love with how long you have been angry with somebody or uh, since when you are loving them or since when you started loving them or since when you started hating them those kind of questions so we always try to see how long something has been existing and because that matters for you right if somebody just started loving you yesterday versus somebody who started loving you since all all their life since last 20 years there's a difference in understanding in perceiving in going through the depth of something in understanding realizing something right the connection the depth of intent the depth and intensity of the relationship and what actions what you should and should not be doing in future with the person who just started loving you yesterday versus somebody who loves you since last 20 years so that is because it's a time scale so on the time scale you are able to understand so that's the fourth dimension now what about things we are talking about direct experience knowing through the direct experience right so we first understood what all can be perceived through uh, five senses and what are the limitations of five senses so where could be the error error could be in perceiving if somebody has weaker senses not everybody has intuition or not everybody is that touchy feely or you can say empath kind of where they can easily feel other people's feeling so for such people understanding others feeling is a very very difficult task until you say it until you do something until through speech through actions until it's visible to them it's perceivable to them through five senses they are not going to understand it so we let's not talk about such people here so any wisdom that you have derived through direct experience can either come for, from your five senses and there could be error in the five senses based on the limitations that it has or it could be through your sixth senses but then when you come to sixth senses your past experiences matter if you ever had a bad experience in through love you have had heartbreaks you have found to you have had three four different heartbreaks 
and if you had a bad experience related to something, then even though there is a new person really in love with you, genuinely in love with you, yet your past experience is going to cloud your judgment, cloud your understanding, cloud your wisdom about it. You may not accept it as truth. You may keep thinking that, no, no, definitely they want something from me. Definitely they want to extract something for, for me. And that's the reason they are, they are, that is the only reason. They are not genuinely in love with me. So you may go on denying your sixth sense, even when it's saying, it's giving you the truth, yet you go on in denial because of your memory, because of the past experiences stored in your memory. So that could be an error that happens in direct perception, perception even when there is an intuition. Now, and we are talking about fourth dimensional things, things that cannot be just measured in length, breadth, height and depth kind of stuff. So on time scale, we are measuring and we are measuring some subtle aspects of your own uh, existence. Now, let's move one more be level beyond. Say there is even, there are things that are need to be perceived even beyond six senses. How do you perceive them? They are perceived only and only and only through your subtle body, through the fourth layer or the sheath of your subtle body, which we call as Vigyanamaya Kosh. Which we call as Vigyanamaya Kosh. That is the Kosha, that is the body sheath, the body layer that you have which when opened properly. In other words, when you have gone through the dhyana, dharana, very intense one-pointed focus, meditation, and you are getting into the, you are able to have a small samadhi. Samadhi means becoming one with that object or subject of one-pointed focus, becoming one with that. Then you know about that thing properly. And if you go through this process, then your memory doesn't pose any limitations. Then your past uh, experiences do not cloud your judgment. You do not cloud your wisdom or knowledge that you are going to derive from that experience. Say, for example... In ancient times and even in now, now these days, there are a lot of people called as Siddhas. Okay. They have supernatural powers, you can say. What exactly is that supernatural power? That supernatural power technically is actually termed as Ritambhara Pragya. Ritambhara Pragya is a state, is a level where the fourth dimension of your existence, Vigyanamaya Kosh, is completely open. Ritambhara Pragya is receiving the knowledge, is receiving the wisdom. So after the person has done one-pointed focus and have meditated and have attained the oneness with that object of meditation. For example, somebody is doing a meditation and one-pointed focus and meditation and samadhi. We call that samyama also, but they are doing samadhi. They are becoming one with the sun. They are doing that for sun. So then they will know each and everything, anything and everything about the sun. 
In ancient time, there were a lot of people doing this. And that's how in our ancient scriptures, if you look at Vedic scriptures, if you look at Shad, Shad Darshan, the six Hindu philosophies, Vedic philosophies, uh, if you look at anything, how things were written down and how they still work, why do they still work? Why that same technology of yogic sciences is still working on humans since last 10 years, 10,000 years? How, how is it working? Why do we have a history of 8,000 8, years? It's 8,000 years ago, something was written down and we still go on using it and it's still true. It is still works. How? So because all that wisdom was acquired through this way, only in India, only in the country India, in the Indus Valley civilization, we had the yogic sciences to attain Ritambhara Pragya, to attain the level of intelligence that is required. And we only we had the technology and we have, still have it. We have the technology and the science which tells us how to go for one-pointed focus, how to expand your consciousness, how to attain that level. So just by sitting at one place inside the cave, Himalayan cave, or next right next to the rivers in Himalayas, ancient rishis, sages and people, those whom we call to these days as Siddhas, they were able to know everything about North, North Star, Dhruvatara, or everything about galaxy, everything about uh, scientific phenomena, the Big Bang Theory, all kinds of knowledge, mathematics, zero, this, that, everything was realized. Every wisdom, every piece of wisdom was uh, attained by them through this way. And when you attain Ritambara Pragya, then nor your senses are there to pose any kind of limitation. Neither there is a limitation by the memory or your past experiences of this lifetime or any previous lifetime. Nothing, Ritambara Pragya is not clouded by anything in the past at all. It's a very much present form of the consciousness, the awareness that you are getting. And it's so powerful that you've become one with that very object. And that is how, so in other words, if you look at all the in, information or the knowledge that has been written in yogic sciences into the Sankhya Darshan, into uh, Yoga Darshan or uh, uh, Vaisheshik or Nyaya Darshan or all the six Darshan Shastras we have or the Upanishads we have, all the knowledge was derived in this way only. And that is the reason there was no need of creating any kind of instrumentation to measure something. How far is earth from the sun? Without instruments, that was measured 8,000 years ago and the correct calculation exists in so many books and yogic sciences and literature that we have got, ancient literature and scriptures that we have got. It's clearly mentioned, there was no equipment to measure it. There was no need of an equipment to know it. Because what will you do with an equipment? How will you still measure it even if you have an equipment if something equipments can only be used where there is a change happening quickly for example your blood pressure blood pressure equipment how does it measures the blood because blood pressure is changing 
So at any given point of time, doctor will take it and that will be the reading for it. How do they, you, have you seen um, ECG machine? The echocardiogram machine, that machine which measure, measures your heartbeat. If your st heart stops beating, there will be a flat line. Why? Machines can only measure the change. Imagine the light that we see at night coming from stars, the star blinking stars that we see. It takes 50 years or 80 years for that light to come to earth. And that, that star may or may not be existing even now. Even when the star die, dies, it'll, their light to come to earth, it takes 50 years or 80 years. So how long does one need to live in order to map the galaxy and this and that and how, what, what use those equipments are? Einstein gave that theory of relativity and uh, based off of it, it took 200 years for us. Modern education, modern instruments, it, it took us 200 years to prove it. And that too, it has been proven partially. What error he made in other calculations and stuff, even th that for us, it took us two years to find out whether what he gave was 100% correct or not, whether it is provable or not. So you see, even those, anything that you bring it to the level of three dimension only, or even if the, at the scale of time, if you want to measure something on the scale of time, for when it comes to the cosmos, cosmos when it comes to the cosmic events, there, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of time that is needed. Nobody is going to live for 200 years to you know keep on waiting for one star or something to move or some cosmic event to happen. Yet through Ritambara Pragya, those rishis, those ancient scientists, you can call them, and they were able to know it instantly everything about galaxies stars and so many other things even plants which plant is good for you which which plant does what you're not going to eat every poisonous plant or a mushroom or something to figure out whether it what it does to your body that's a very destructive way of knowing i'll tell you in a minute when i explain other types of knowing as well one is a destructive or you know deductive way of knowing and uh, another one is a constructive way of knowing. Here you didn't disturb anything in the cosmos. You didn't eat any plant to experiment on yourself and realize what it does to you. Yet you know everything about that plant or that herb or that uh, mushroom or anything. And same with the human body. If you want to know everything about human body without dissecting it, you want to know everything, one way to do that is to have a one-pointed focus on your area around your navel. If you focus enough and your focus is intense enough, you will be able to see within your body. You will be able to know everything about your body. And if you put that focus on somebody else's navel, you will be able to do that for his or her body. So that is how ancient people learned everything through direct experience, through Ritambara Pragya, through that fourth or you can call it fourth layer or fourth sheath of your existence that's called Vigyanamaya Kusha. Okay? And that knowing is there's no doubt in that knowing. 
that is how that's why we say even to attain samadhi even to attain uh, uh, you know uh, enlightenment we do need ritambhara pragya we cannot be enlightened without achieving ritambhara pragya but that is the ultimate use of it like attaining moksha or attaining ultimate samadhi enlightenment self realization that's the last use of it in the interim you can focus on something else you can put your focus on anything else you one pointed focus you can put it on anything in the universe anything that exists and you can know about it and you can know know through your ritambhara pragya anybody who's develop develops the ritambhara pragya once it doesn't go away ritambhara pragya is attained only by removing the sanskaras or you can say chitta vrittis from your chitta chitta is the storage or warehouse of the all the past life impressions this life impressions all kinds of psychological impressions mental behavioral kind of patterns in you so by removing and cleaning it enough attaining enough sattva the sattva guna okay and that is how you attain ritambhara pragya and once you attain it it doesn't go down once you attain it you have it and so those that is how all the knowledge and everything was gathered so through direct experience that is one way of knowing and the error can happen only and only when till the time you do not know how to do pratyahara pratyahara means sensory withdrawal so that is another reason that your direct direct perception could be erroneous an error can happen happen in that why even if your ritambara pragya is working first of all ritambara pragya will not be attained by those those who haven't had 100% sensory withdrawal those who haven't learned that those who are level below that below the ritambara pragya if they see something their eyes will wander if they hear something they will be disturbed is they if they think about food and they are able to smell or taste the food somehow in their mouth they will be disturbed their one pointed focus will be disturbed their dharana will be disturbed their meditation will be disturbed and there is no samadhi in that case even the little small samadhis that i am talking about where you become one with the object of uh, uh, perception or the object of your one pointed focus okay so all that will go wrong every everything will go wrong so you cannot perceive it without <clears throat> having a perfect pratyahara perfect sensory withdrawal so error can happen in direct perception through the limitations of your senses through the range of your senses through the you know past memories or stuff that you have got past experiences of this lifetime or any other lifetime that you have got error can happen because of that and error can happen only and only if you haven't attained the ritambhara pragya okay so this is what in totality the direct perception is and the ancient science the vedic science is based on every knowledge every piece of wisdom that we have got we it was based on direct perception nothing else why the consciousness was very high and we had a methodology technology of yogic sciences to expand the consciousness attain the ritambara pragya and then go and learn anything and everything in this universe about your body about different beings about this about that and it's a undoubtable unshakable kind of a knowing and it's not a destructive way of go- learning anything destructive way of gathering knowledge it's not that it's a very constructive way of learning that 
You do not have to dissect the human body in order to know that. That is the reason in ancient times, because of these people, these rishis, these ancient sages, ancient gurus that we got, we never had to develop any kind of instrumentation. Okay? The instruments to measure this, to learn this, to learn that and do this and do that. No. Now let's talk about second way of knowing which was through inference. Okay. In Hindi we call it, in Sanskrit we call it Anuman Gyan. Okay. Wisdom through Anuman or wisdom through inference. Now for inference you have to baseline something. Okay. Through inference we have to baseline something. For example, let's talk about, suppose you are you are going to buy furniture. Let's take a simple example. First of all, you are going to buy furniture for your, say you want to buy a sofa or a bed for your bedroom. And you go to the shop and you get the bed and when the bed is delivered and you put it in your bedroom, suddenly you realize a very big, huge bed. Your entire room looks, looks like there's not much space left here and there to even walk. Now you are trying to figure out, okay, what if we put it in, move it into this corner or that corner and why did I got this big bed? And then you want to get rid, change that bad or bed or, you know, you, you just want to get rid of it in some way. Because now you, re, you realize that your bedroom is a smaller and you got a really big bed. Okay. A lot of people make that mistake all the time. Not just bed regarding any furniture. What went wrong? They are living in their bedroom. So they have seen the bedroom most of the time, isn't it? They know they should be able, without measuring, can't they see the size of the room? Why? And what, what happened to the bed? I mean, they, they looked at looked at bed in the store, right? And the store um, a person might have told them this is 6 by 8 feet, 6 feet by 8 feet of bed. Why did they still get it? Why, how, how, how can they buy something like that? When their bedroom itself is not of the size where they can fit 6 feet by 8 feet of bed. So same thing happens with sofa. So when buying such something like that, what was when selecting the size of the bed, what went wrong? They inferred. How did they acquire the knowledge that 6 feet by 8 feet of bed will fit in their room? How, can, how did they come to that conclusion in the first place? Because they baselined. They derived it from the inference and the baseline or the base for that fact. The fact, factual basis of that inference was that my room is of this much size. It looks bigger. <laughs> Only when they came back, they realized, no, room is not that big. <laughs> so what went wrong? The base. The factual basis that they have, that went wrong. Right? And uh, now, another example. And I'm telling, going to tell you what, what happened here. Why? How come they got the wrong baseline or wrong base? or wrong fact upon which they derived that knowledge from and they had the inference. So another could be, you see the dark clouds outside. 
in the sky you see the dark gray clouds out outside or deep dark gray or almost black clouds outside and then you come up with the knowledge that it's going to rain and it's going to rain very quickly suddenly there is a sun outside <laughs> what went wrong this was anuman gyan this was inferential knowledge what went wrong because you have seen all the time that black clouds gray clouds or dark gray clouds have water in them that was the fact fact or the basis for that but you forgot to put into account that it's very windy outside so cloud the clouds will just go away somewhere else clouds may fly out somewhere else so you forgot to take into account the wind factor or there could be any other factor as well in coming up with the weather prediction right there are so many factors that play the role air pressure the wind speed and so many other things so it didn't rain so then again your inferential stuff is wrong so when does most important point to understand here is when does your inference goes wrong when the baseline for that baseline knowledge the fact that you are basing it upon is not a complete fact is a partial fact only then the inferential knowledge will go wrong now again this is an error of samskaras always and always if somebody's anumana or the inference or the inferential knowledge if it has error into it all the time most of the time they 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 are just coming up at wrong conclusion when they have to derive the knowledge that way it's the fa factual error is the error that is happening because of the chittavrittis because of the sanskaras how have you just just try to imagine or try to perceive this some day in your life whenever you are sad sad you are having some grief going through some grief or you are uh, you know uh, you are uh, you know just introspecting something and you are feeling sad gloomy grumpy about it and that day try to enter into an empty room the room which has no furniture at all just enter into an empty room you will feel the room perceive the room as much smaller than its actual size because abhinivesha or dvesha or raga or some other chitvritti or sanskar was predominant in you you were not fully conscious that time when you entered that room it happens all the time with people and if they are very happy and elated somehow even the small room feels bigger same goes with the light you may be living in your head because of your raga dvesha you know attachments aversions and your fears and resistance to fear you may be living in your head for from past 2 3 4 5 days and then wherever you go there it feels as if there is not enough light in the room it always feels dark to you some somehow while the person who is very happy or elated or elevated or is 100% conscious the happy person or elated person due to some reason somebody is having some happiness then that person for that person the light may be too bright they may see the light as there is there's a lot of light there 
yet the person who is fully conscious will be able to perceive something perfectly if the room is of 10 by 12 size if a 100% conscious person enters that room they will perceive the room size without measuring it they will perceive it 100% fine and if an unconscious person or you can say not conscious person person who is being driven by some mental and psychological patterns and they are into some sort of deep feelings going on and they are almost in their head all the time when such a person enters the room you ask them the room size they won't even be closer to the room size so you see that is the reason because of this kind of knowledge this is a second level of knowing anything in the world same thing is for the uh, let's talk about something like pluto okay if you are trying to know that there is pluto because there are these many uh, planets here so there may be a planet in on, rotating in at this axis as well in this orbit as well if they are you are trying to derive that using any kind of inference then if your baseline fact the base knowledge upon which you are basing this inference if that is wrong then there is no way your inferential knowledge is going to be correct that is the reason why modern science modern mathematics when they say 2 plus 2 equals 4 we know 2 plus 2 equals 4 right then they have to go on proving it in 20 different pages they have to prove it like in like in you know theorem everything has to be proven down why because baseline could be wrong because baseline has not not everything is known by the physical world not everything is known by the modern science until 200 years ago we did not know something like uh, antibiotic right until 100 years ago we did not know something else in the science we did not know there is another 14 planets instead of 12 then we did not know this when then we did not know that there is so much unknown and based off of that you cannot have a correct inferential knowledge but this is all about the physical world so that is why in modern science we need proof and for proof you need an instrument so you do not make the error of perception either because of your memory because of the limitations of senses or because of the karmic seeds the seeds of uh, sanskaras the chitvrittis that you have got for spiritual ignorance is one of them so even somebody who is very low in consciousness whose consciousness is of the size of tennis ball let's say or very small there's no expansion at all even such a person using the instrument can measure something correctly isn't it because it's an instrument it's not going to make the error beyond it's a functional error in creation like for example you see the rulers that we use or the inch tapes that we use measuring tape that that we use sometimes it's not 4 inches if it is even though it on the tape you may have measured it's 4 inches 
what if there was a really bad company making the measurement tape and there is an error of few millimeters or micromillimeters or mini millimeters or nanomillimeters. There could be an error like that. Same goes for the wristwatch or any clock that you see. One second here and then there may be out of 60 seconds. A second here or there may be either more or less. In lot of bad companies that create bad kind of, you know, just, okay, let's just create a clock and don't do a good job of creating scientific equipments like that. Even the calculators, why do we have to use scientific calculator for a lot of things and why is it correct in so many ways? Because it takes so many points of variation after the decimal, after the zeros, right? So instrument is required because people, the consciousness became low, people were not that conscious enough to be able to raise their own, expand their own consciousness and go to Ritambara Pragya, remove all kinds of error of perception and still be able to perceive. That's the reason instruments came into picture. They, they have to dissect the human body in order to know what kidneys are, where they are, how they function. Yet, thousands of years ago in Ayurveda, we defined everything. Entire human body and structure and everything is given in Ayurveda. In Sushrut Sahita, in Charak Sahita, long, long ago without dissecting anybody. Yet, modern science is trying to figure it out in a deductive logical reasoning. That's called deductive reasoning. Right? How did you deduce? You deduced it because you had this knowledge and that knowledge and this knowledge and that knowledge and that's how you inferred and concluded on some knowledge. So this is the second way. So in first way, in the direct perception, what could be the most important cause of error? Your senses. Limitations and ranges of those senses could be the major cause of error. And their interference is another cause of error, right? So interference directly means you do not have, you haven't reached the Ritambara Pragya. In this second kind of knowing, second kind of, second way of knowing, the cause of error could be the past life, the mental, uh, mental and psychological patterns, the chittavrittis, the sanskaras could be the major reason for error because your buddhi is not that, your intellect is not that much pure because most of the time you are not even conscious, you are not even aware, you are not living mindfully at all. You are either driven by your attachments, you are driven by your desires, all your senses are functioning outward all the time. So that, so second way of knowing is second way of knowing or you can say uh, that it is a less efficient way of knowing in comparison to the first direct perce perception way of knowing. It's the little less efficient in nature. And then comes the last and the third way of knowing. Third way of knowing is through somebody. Now here we have to go for the uh, credibility establishment. Credibility establishment means you won't believe that if just a journalist comes or politician comes to you and tells you, you know, there is another uh, planet called as Pluto and it has, you know, it takes 680 years uh, of Earth years 
and that is equivalent to one day on Pluto or on Jupiter and this and that and whatever they are trying to tell you. Any politician or anybody, any Tom, Dick and Harry comes and tells you about all these things, you won't believe it. You won't use it as your wisdom, as your knowledge. You should not. Okay? You should not. Only when a scientist from NASA or from ISRO or from some other uh, scientific community or country or place, if a scientist or some kind of a person writes about it or te verbally tells you, then you can believe it. So that means we are trying to establish an authority, trying to establish a credibility before we can take that as a final wisdom. So this is the third way of knowing. So you read scientific journals and you know, yes, if this scientist is saying this must be correct. A journalist or a politician is saying this may not be correct. And I'm not targeting here or demeaning here the politicians or the... Uh, I'm just trying to tell you that somebody authoritative can give you that wisdom. Somebody who is credible, who has some sort of credibility. But this is the last and third way of knowing. Why? Because and the least efficient way of knowing. Why? Even if somebody reads something, they may understand completely another. Even if somebody reads, uh, uh, listens to something, they may hear something completely according to their mental filters, right? You see what you want to see, you hear what you want to hear, you perceive what you want to perceive. And this is the least effective method in another way because not, is there a certificate for self-realization? Is there a certificate from any university or college for enlightenment? No. How do you know that somebody is enlightened or not? You cannot know by this third way. Or you can know them by reading the depth of something. By understanding the depth of something. But then you again have to purify yourself. So the entire onus of Entire responsibility of gathering the correct wisdom is yours and nobody else's. You cannot say, oh, my parents taught me wrong. Oh, the society was teaching me something wrong. My teachers taught me wrong. This professor was wrong. This guru was wrong. No, because your responsibility to deduce through either of the three ways you have to learn. It's for you. It's your journey. And you have to analyze in within yourself whether your knowledge or wisdom that you have gathered is that is that wisdom 100% perfect? So you have to go on testing yourself, analyzing yourself and introspecting within to see if something is correct or not. So this is the entire methodology of knowing. Either you have read something or heard or listened something and that this goes on. These days a lot of people will read about Kundalini, about chakras on internet. Who has written that? Have you ever tried to see it? Who is writing it? Did you establish any authority or the, the credibility there? Do you know that person personally? Have you known their spiritual journey? How far they have gone? What have they done? What kind of a person they are? How many Chittavriti Sanskaras they have removed from their Chitta? How much yogic journey they have seriously, genuinely they have gone through? If you don't know all that, they do not. And you just believe anything that's on the internet and then a lot of people come to me saying why is this person saying that exactly opposite of what you are telling me i said i have no idea why what other people are saying and what other people are writing in the books or in the on youtube or any kind of internet lot of people read about oh eating garlic is good really 
Is it good for anybody and everybody you start eating garlic from tomorrow? Is it good for your body type? Is it good for your health? Are you going through some things, uh, the diseases, the medication that you are having? Should you take it or not take it? So you 100% come up to a conclusion. No, eating this green vegetables is really good and really healthy. And uh, you know, people who are trying to shed some weight, some kilos, some pounds off of their body, they should be eating lot of salad, lot of salad. All the cows and buffaloes are eating lot of salad. Lot of green stuff, yet they are completely healthy in fact. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you that don't believe anything that's written on the internet. Do not believe just like anything. Okay, third way of knowing is only when it, again you have to go to the first way or second way in order to figure out whether the third way was correct or not. The knowledge derived from the scriptures could still be correct because we know an authoritative person has written it. If I'm reading a scientific journal from and I'm downloading it, paying for it and I'm downloading it and then I'm reading that technology journal or science journal or some research journal, then I know who is the scientist who has written it. What's the credibility that scientists hold in order for me to 100% say that, yes, this is how it works. Say, for example, I'm trying to understand how do your kidney functions or something in the technology if I'm trying to understand, okay, this algorithm works in this way or that way, or this could be the use of in future, this can be derived from this algorithm. So if I'm reading a scientific journal, I'm always looking at the profile of the scientist. If I'm reading anything on the internet, I'm always looking at the author first. If I'm reading any book, I'm always looking at the author first. Who is the author? What have they done? What authority do they have in order to give us this wisdom? These days, any Tom, Dick and Harry is writing any kind of article on internet about food, about fashion, about this, about that, about spirituality. Everybody, because it's it has become such a, you know, gungo type of thing that anybody and everybody goes on writing articles on spirituality, whether they understand something or not, in its entirety. And then, People write half-baked, half-cooked knowledge because they have not completed their, their journey. So credibility establishment, authority establishment, authority checking is very much required in this third way of knowing. Now, how, what error can happen? If you have a really weak intellect, then you will easily believe anything and everything. That is how, that is what we see. People that people just believe anything and everything about Kundalini and Chakras. <laughs> Most abused topic it is on internet. Kundalini and Chakras in, the, in a spiritual domain I'm talking about. So if you have a weaker intellect, you do not have a good power of discernment. You know, a good uh, vivek that we call Vivek Chunamani or you know, power of discernment has gone, has become like a jewel in you. So until you have that, you're not going to question who's writing, why are they writing, who are they to write such an article, why am I even reading that? <laughs> you won't question, you won't do all that. So these are the three ways of knowing something. There is no other way. This completes the methodology of knowing or science of knowing. Science of knowledge or science of wisdom. Okay. So go on checking 
in yourself try to make the notes of this video that i'm that you are watching here today why again and again you have to go back and see whatever wisdom that you arrive at whether it was whether it contains any kind of error or not that is how we go on purifying our wisdom once you attain ritambara pragya you are able to have instant samadhis on the object of your one pointed focus then you do not need to check ritambara pragya gives you undoubted unshakable wisdom and don't ask me the question okay whether i have reached ritambara pragya or not i mean i'm talking about you so only you will know it and you will definitely know it when you have reached ritambara pragya why your knowings are undoubtable unshakable and you will find the exact same knowings and wisdom and knowledge into the scriptures ancient scriptures of enlightened people and samadhi people you'll find that there's no way no experiences there is ever never ever written no something will exist somewhere something will exist as a proof for you that is secondary way of coming up okay i still need proof i even though the knowings are undoubtable so for you there you do not need proof for yourself but if other people are asking okay i do not believe your direct perception give me the proof where else this has happened or where else this is written that is when we go to the ancient literatures and scriptures to figure out okay this is where it was written you can read that okay so go for it analyze yourself analyze each and every piece of wisdom that you are arriving at and each and every small realization of wisdom that you have just always and always look into it analyze it namaste जय शिवाय